everybody who wants to drop off the corporate um, train, now is the time. You all know what's going on uh, around the world in terms of uh, expected crises and, you know, the, the amount of coaches and consultants is growing by the day. So here we have one of the top sales consultants in America, US, Donny Boyvin. I'm welcoming him from all the way from Texas, Fort Worth. Hi, Donny. Hey, Zarina. Thank you for having me on. And you actually said Fort Worth, right? So we're doing really, really, really good. So, so thanks <laughs> well, for having I had me. I repeat it three times <laughs> to get it right. <laughs> for sure, for sure. Yeah. Donny, uh, you're now consulting, but apart from that, you have a ranch with goats, with chicken. Is this where you wanted to take your life? Is this what drove you away from corporate America? Ooh, no, it's not what drove me away from corporate America, but it's exactly where I wanted to drive my life. Um, what drove me away from corporate America is I turned 40 and, you know, I grew up in a blue collar family. So, you know, dad drove a truck, mom worked in factories, you know, dad retired as a technician for Xerox. My wife or excuse me, my mom retired as a receptionist for an eye doctor. So, you know, you grow up in a, in a blue collar kind of family, you work, you get a job and you just go work for other people. Right. I didn't even know you could really do your own thing and be a business owner until I turned 40. But after I turned 40, I realized that through all my years of selling, I'd made everybody else really wealthy. I mean, I was doing just fine for myself, but I figured it was time for, for me to give it a go. And so I jumped out and launched my company. But living a country life, I just wanted to be away from it all. You know, mm -hmm. let me find my place, my sanctuary away from everything. And uh, I'm glad I'm done because as, as I continue to find success and my name gets a little bit bigger, it's really nice to have a place to escape to. Okay, awesome. You have also um, a quite famous podcast. Tell us a bit about it. What is it all about? What can people learn there? Yeah, so the name of the show is called Growth Mode. And 100% the show is around the idea that I'm in growth mode of my business. So I'm growing, I'm scaling, and I bring in experts in different arenas and in areas to literally coach me on how to get my business bigger. Um, and it's everything from business finance to operations to strategy, uh, marketing, and different things that I'm currently working on. And I have these experts come in, they teach me, and as they teach me, Listeners get to listen right along to the things that they're telling me so they can apply it to their own business. So uh, it's currently in the top 219 countries and continuing to grow. So it's it's been a lot of fun to put together. Okay. Well, congratulations on that. Thank you. Uh, I am actually also benefiting from all the guests on my podcast in the same way. <laughs> yep. Yep. So I'm yep. very grateful to have all these special people join me. Okay. So... What is it about sales that drives or pushes people away? When they hear sales, they're all like, yuck, I don't want to hear about that. Right. Everybody thinks selling is what has happened to them their entire life. They've just had the unfortunate you know, of dealing with a lot of bad salespeople over the years. So people think when, and, and what they also need to understand is most things that they've dealt with salespeople on is in a transactional nature buying a car, buying insurance, buying a house, right? Those are a one and done type thing. So there's a lot more fierceness to that type of sale. But most people, when they're building their own business and they're building their own company, 
there's not that transactional nature to it. There's a relational nature to it, right? It's going to be a longer conversation. So like literally most people don't understand that they don't actually have a sales problem in their business. Because truthfully, if if people sit across from somebody who's looking for their services, you know, have a good conversation, most people can bring that person on as a client in their business. What happens is, is people can't get to that conversation, right? So I always say nobody has a sales problem. They have a business development problem because sales is that final yes, no conversation. Everything else is business development. And that's all the things it takes to get to that conversation. And that's what everybody screws up. They don't want to do the reach outs. They don't want to do the cold, you know, connecting on LinkedIn. They don't want to do the networking right. So, so, cause they feel like they're going to be that grease ball every time they do it. Mm-hmm. And how, how do you help people get around that? So a lot of it is teaching them a very simple concept. Um, and I'll just tell the story of how it came to me is I had a gentleman sit across from me once upon a time. He said, Donnie, you're really good at selling. I said, thank you. But in, in yes, he goes, you have a lot of knowledge that a lot of people could benefit from. I said, probably so. And he said, why aren't you out there teaching others how to do this? And I said, I just hadn't thought about it. And he goes, well, let me put it to you this way. If you have knowledge that would impact somebody else's life and like change it for the better, and you're not sharing it with everybody, you're selfish as hell. Mm. And I went, oof. So I want people to understand that if you're, whatever you're selling, whatever your product service is, if it's really good for somebody else, like it fixes a pain, solves a problem, fixes an issue, then it's your duty to be out there telling as many people about it as pro- as possible. So if you're not willing to tell people about your stuff, whatever you're selling, as many people as possible, then I'd really check yourself at the door and go, do you really believe in what you sell? Because the truth of the matter is, you're not trying to sell. You're not trying to convince anybody. You're trying to serve as many people as possible, especially if you know your product and service is of value to them. Go get into as many conversations as possible and serve people. And people will actually pay you for that. Let them, right? And the more people that you can serve and pay, the better off you're going to be. You have to change your mindset around what sales actually is and it'll help you tremendously figure it out and do better at it. Mm. You mentioned that um, you, your business partner spun off the podcast to um, serve people that are insecure. They're dealing with insecurities, but still want to be in business. So in, in my practice in the past four or five years, since I'm in business with Heal and Learn, the other platform, I've noticed that this is actually the, the major showstopper of people in whatever area of life. They're insecure about anything. It's, it, I mean, some call it the lack of clarity, but it, it, they, it goes hand in hand, being insecure and uh, lack of clarity. So how do you address this mindset bit when people come to you and they say, oh, I'm not sure if I'm offering a good service. So how can I even convince other people? Not convince, but how can I share and talk about it when I... I am not sure if the service is good that I'm offering. Well, one, get the service good. 
because everything's easier to sell when you totally believe in it. Mm-hmm. And I think a lot of people, especially early on in their business, because they haven't done it a lot, they don't have the belief that it's actually a good thing to offer to other people because, you know, if they don't know it very well. So I would tell them to break it down to the smallest possible thing that you know is awesome, right? That you know you can deliver. And I think too often people hear something in a book, on a tape, a YouTube, a podcast, and like, oh, I could teach that but they actually haven't done the thing they're trying to teach, right? Mm -hmm. That's where the insecurity come from. So you've got to be teaching the things that you've actually learned and went through. And for most people, they haven't broken down what they sold or sell into a system or a process that other people can use. So, so think if it is in the spirituality lane, you know, or the healer lane, you know, where you're selling, and I don't mean no offense by this, but you're selling air. It's like anybody who sells service sells air. When you're in that, you've got to create a process or system that people have to go through so they know what they're buying. It's like if you're going to sell, I don't know, a, a, a let's fix your mindset from a coaching standpoint type thing, then it's not, hey, we're just going to do three sessions. We're going to do step one. Then we're going to do step two. Then we're going to do step three. And if you can't create that process, that's where you need to start. Because when you know what you sell, you know you can take somebody through these stages or steps. It makes it a lot easier to sell because now people understand what they're actually buying. So what are your steps for your personal business that you're taking people through? So it's really, really, really simple for me. If you're going to be building a business, the first thing you have to understand is what pain or problem are you actually solving for people? Like my biggest mission is help as many people get to business freedom as possible, right? And so I'm going to teach them how to actually build a business, not a crappy job for themselves. So once you understand that that's the biggest pain or problem you're solving for people, and whatever it is, you have to be solving a pain. If you're not solving a pain, you won't have anything to sell, okay? So once you understand what pain you're selling, now you get to figure out who the hell am I actually selling it to? And so for me, it's a corporate escapee, right? I want the person who found success in corporate America, has jumped out, launched their business, they're two to three years in, and they're now trying to figure out, you know, they've found some success in business, but they're still kind of at the grindstone. Now they want to figure out how do I really take it better, bigger? There's got to be a better way, right? Those are the people that I'm looking for. By knowing those people very specifically, then I know what to say, how to say it, to communicate, where they're hanging out and those type of things. And early on, people struggle with figuring out who they want to serve because they have the save the world mentality. And I tell people all the time, when Amazon started, Amazon started as a bookstore, Right. That was their first business model. They got the mm. bookstore business model dialed in and then they you know, started selling toys and all the other things. So for most people, figure out what the one problem you're solving is, figure out the one person you can sell it to, create that process, create that system. And then watch how much faster your business grows. Because if you can take that one process, one system to your first hundred thousand dollars, you can take it to two. You can take it to three. You can likely take it up to a million dollars if that's what you're trying to do. The next thing I want people to understand is you got to understand, are you building a business for the lifestyle you want to live 
or because of what somebody else told you to do. Because early on, I thought I was building this monstrous corporation and I wanted to be in skyscrapers and all this stuff. And then a, a coach of mine sat me down and goes, well, tell me about your business. And as, as I was describing that style of business, I'm like, oh, crap, that's actually not what I want to do. Right. I don't want to recreate the world I came from. So I had to redesign the company to fit the lifestyle that I wanted to live. And then the last thing I'll tell you is, you know, I will tell them they've got to become the face of the company. You know, and I love using Tony Robbins as an example, right? Everybody can tell you who Tony Robbins is and you ask him, what's Tony Robbins business? And everybody's like, ah, he's a motivational speaker. And then I'll say, well, yes, but Tony has 101 companies to the tune of $7 billion, right? Tony's only job in this world is to be the face of his company. So if you're going to build a business in this day and age, you have to be the face of your company, which means you got to show up. You got to go network. You got to put out social content. You got to engage. You got to build your following and your people around you. And it's a combination of this with a bunch of other things sprinkled in there that gets people to actually build the business freedom, right? And learn to meet the person in the mirror and really create the lifestyle they're trying to get to. Would you say that most of the people that um, you're serving at the moment are heading towards coaching and consulting or do they have other interests in other business? Yeah, we're, we're really in the service base. Now, we do get quite a few coaches and consultants, but the only time we get the coaches and consultants is after they figured out what their business is, after they found some growth. We don't get the people that are like, I got fired from corporate America and now I'm a coach. Mm -hmm. Right. We need the people that that know what their business is, know what they're selling, know what their systems and processes are. Those people are the ones that we can work with. But we get a lot of your uh, software companies. We get a lot of your development companies. We get a lot. As long as it's a service based CEO, that's who we serve and we can help the most. Mm. Tell us a bit about the um, uh, success cases that you have. What whom have you helped recently and what happened to them? Yeah, so uh, Nicole Bernardo runs a customer service company. So it looks like a virtual uh, service company, but it's really a customer service. So she goes into these huge manufacturing companies that have multiple sales reps. And the sales reps, you know, their biggest struggle is all the paperwork and all the stuff that it takes to actually, you know, get the stuff through production of wherever they are in manufacturing. So when she started working with us in Champions Table Mastermind, um, she started off and her business was doing decent, but not great. In three months, we've tripled her client base. We've tripled her revenue because we gave her the systems and the processes to actually scale. What she was doing is she was doing majority of the work her, herself and not bringing on a team. So we helped her find her first employee. And then we helped her find her second employee. We helped her get her, her marketing strategy together. We helped her get her networking strategy together. And now she's thriving. She just closed the largest deal of her life. And it was all because she got into the right room and she was actually given a speech in Colorado and she lives in New Hampshire. She gave a speech in Colorado, filled in a room filled with her ideal clients because she's putting out social content in the right arenas and the right rooms and talking to the right people. Uh, I had um, Stevie Don Carter who came to me and the first time I saw her, she's like, Donnie, my business is doing six figures, but I'm miserable because my husband hates his freaking job. 
and I'm not making enough money for him to come home. And, you know, we started working together six months in her husband, Matt quit his job and she will do 150 stages this year of speaking on different stages. Um, she's built her own theater company now and just doing some really crazy, amazing things. Um, a guy named Dennis um, started working with us. He does a lot of uh, marketing statistics and demographics for Fortune 500 companies. And when he came to us, he was probably doing about a quarter of a million dollars in sales and he was trying to go bigger. Well, we, well, when he first came to us, he was going after these really, really tiny businesses. And then as we were really looking at the business and helping him get his brand out there, we realized that his market was Fortune Fives. So we changed his direction and we forexed his business, you know, in a matter of a few months by getting him going after the ideal clientele he should be and then teaching him how he should be showing up in the world. So now he's doing stand-up comedy and as well as as doing it. So, And then there's a ton of other stories of these small business owners because we have some smaller offerings too. We have the peer groups that we have that we bring small businesses together and have them create this kind of round, round table mastermind type thing that that allows them to grow, get up to a place where we can really help them scale their business. Mm -hmm. And when you work with larger, a bit larger um, ticket clients, um, how do you, did you work with them one-on-one -on -one, no. or is it a team that works with them? Yeah. What is the program? So, um, there's a team of us that works with them, but it's a, it's a mastermind. So we'll bring eight to 10 of these CEOs together and we're going to meet twice a month. And in there, there's a six month curriculum that we're going to go through. And during that six month, we're just going to map out all the things they're doing because the biggest struggle most people have is their business develop, excuse me, business development game. They just don't know how to get into the conversations. So by getting that strategy figured out first, so they can actually get an influx of people coming in, so they can actually be getting into a lot of conversations. Once we get that dialed in and we start creating the chaos of, oh crap, well now I'm onboarding clients and now I've got to service all this. Then we'll work from there from the team. But I got automation specialists. I've got, you know, uh, a former CEO, COO of uh, Fortune 5 on our team. You know, I've got a guy that was really big in the pharmaceutical to world on our team. So we come at them from multiple perspectives uh, to help make sure that they, they actually get where they're trying to go. Mm -hmm. So, so the people that join this mastermind, these are not the people that have just dropped from corporate America. No, no, no. no. <laughs> yeah, yeah. These, they, we need the people. So, by the time you get to us, you have found some sort of success. Because if you don't know what your business is, or you haven't found what you, you figured out what you're going to be doing and the likes, that's a one-on-one -on -one coaching situation where somebody needs to help you get dialed in and what your business actually is. Mm -hmm. Once you get that figured out and you're likely already over a six-figure business and now you're like, okay, you know, how do I really get this going? Like the last gentleman we just brought on, you know, his business is doing $300,000 and he's like, okay, got a lot of systems, a lot of processes, but I'm still doing most of the work for the company. Mm -hmm. So we're going to be working with him to go, okay, cool. Let's get all the shit off your start get all the stuff off your plate that um, allows you to to go be the face of your company and really build a business mm -hmm. so so what is the first step you're you're normally taking with with these clients what is the first thing you advise them to do um find their vision figure out what is so a lot of businesses are built around an ideal they're they're built around um 
I sell X or I want to do X, but there's not enough vision. So, so what I mean by that is a true company vision is something that can be articulated that others can understand when they hear it and they want to be a part of it. And what most people will have is, you know, I want to solve, you know, app development work for people, or I want to um, build websites for people, or um, I want to help people with chronic pain, right? That, that's all nice and good, but there's there's not enough of a vision there to attract people into your world because people outside of you have got to be able to articulate what you're doing as well as you do. And we start there with people is go, okay, what is a real vision? And it's not just a stupid statement you put up on the wall. It's what impact are you actually creating in this world? What are you really doing and helping them figure out through that? What is that problem they're solving? But you start there because half the battle when it comes to a sales and getting that business development process set up is actually being able to have a passionate outflow of a vision that you can articulate so cleanly that people know exactly what you can do for them. And that's where we start everybody off. Would you mind sharing your vision about the Yeah, it's a hundred percent. So my first vision I ever had was I was going to change how the world networks. That vision works so damn well. Um, because as soon as I said, I'm going to change how the world networks, man, I can tell you so many people leaned in. They're like, heck, yes, networking has sucked for years. I want to fix that, <laughs> right? So that's where we started. And that's where I really learned how to create a vision was, okay, how do I say something that people are like, yes, I want to be a part of that. So it has now evolved to, I want to help as many people get to freedom through building a business as possible. And the reason being, nobody did it for me. I literally built my business by banging my head against the wall, right? And just putting my head down, getting to work and go through it. I mean, it's a, and there, there was, as I was building my business, there was all these gurus are saying, be an entrepreneur, start a business. And being an entrepreneur became the next multi-level marketing type thing. Like mm -hmm. you're going to be a millionaire overnight, <laughs> right? Mm -hmm. So I started finding success through sharing everything that I screwed up and telling people how bad, like building my companies, you know, my wife's Jeep got repossessed. You know, we both had to cash in our freaking 401ks to save the farm and keep this thing going because I had no idea how to be a business owner. So I, you know, at about three year, three and a half year mark in, I'm like, all right, I got to start teaching everybody else how I got to that level. Now I'm five and a half years in teaching everybody how to get to where we are now. So I'm just going to help as many people as possible get to literally get the freedom through mm -hmm. building a business, build a business that fits your lifestyle, right? Th that business where you can go away for a couple weeks at a time and it's not going to fall apart, you know? And, and by doing that, I've had so many people come to the table like, well, one, either a, I want that business or man, I want to be a part of that. How can I help you help as many people as possible? And they are really leaning in. What's the worst advice you've, you've ever gotten or hustling. you've given? <laughs> uh, well, I've probably given it too at some point, but it's the hustling grind. Uh -huh. uh, you know, and here's the thing. I have a full working farm, goats, chickens, ducks, geese, turkeys, run three companies, yeah. right? Every morning I have to go out and let my goats out. They can't let themselves out of the barns. 
I then have to feed them. I have to fill up their water troughs because they can't feed themselves. They can't water themselves. Every night, no matter what happens, I have to put them up. I've got to put them in the barn, make sure they're all taken in and tucked in, make sure the guard dogs are with them. Doesn't matter what happens throughout the day. I could be have the worst day, business blow up. You know, I could have somebody pass away in the family. It doesn't matter. I have no choice. I got to go out, let the goats out. I got to come home, put the goats up. Doesn't mm-hmm. matter. I'm not the hustle and grind guy. I'm do the work until the work is done guy. Right? I don't get a choice in the matter of letting those goats in and out. So there's things in your business you have to do. Right? You have to do reach outs and tell people what you do. You're going to have to do some form of networking. You're going to have to do some sort of cold, they don't know who the heck you are, and you're going to say, this is what I do, and get in those conversations. You're going to have to find yourself in the right rooms with people that can push you and level you up. You're going to have to do your finances. You're going to have to pay taxes, right? There's things that you absolutely freaking have to do. So you have to do those things. So every day when you're looking at your day, you're right, there are behaviors and habits that you have to do no matter what. And you have to treat it just like I do with the farm. You have to treat it in such a manner of this is the things that I will absolutely get done. And the day is done when those things are done. But what happens is most times people are like, all right, I'm going to do 10 cold reach outs on LinkedIn. I'm going to connect with 10 new people that don't know about me and you know talk about them. Or I'm going to send 10 emails off and they sit down at their desk, get ready to do that thing. And then a client calls, right? Or social media pops up. And then they get to the end of the day and they still haven't done those 10 reach outs. And they're like, eh, I'll do it tomorrow. No, 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 no. You can't finish that day until that behavior that you said you were going to do is done. The work's not done get back and do the work. So it's not about the hustle and grind. I'm not telling people to work 18, 19 hours a day, right? If you have to work 18, 19 hours a day, you haven't outsourced your work to the right people enough to free up your time. You're you're creating a job for yourself, not a company, mm-hmm. right? So you have to do the work. It's not 18, 19 hours a day. Do the things that will actually move your business forward. Mm-hmm. I like very much what you said about hustling. It's also always been against my uh, preference. <laughs> I, yeah. I never believed in the hustling culture. Well, I tried, right? I, I'll be fully blatantly honest. I tried. I mean, there was one point in the business where I was working ridiculous hours and doing all things. But one day I looked up and I had no idea what my wife's day was like. I had no idea where she wanted to go. And, I just was not even spending time. So I wasn't being a good damn husband, you know? Mm-hmm. And I'm like, dude, this can't keep up. I can't keep doing this lifestyle and not be a good husband to her. So I had to start rethinking, okay, so it's not 18, 90 hours a day. How do I get the things that are causing me to work this hard off my plate? And I started outsourcing, right? I started bringing on VAs. I started bringing on people that could do the things that were causing me to work because I was do the work till the work done guy. I just was doing everything versus giving those things to other people. Mm -hmm. Okay. So, so, so that's, that's your best advice then do the work. Uh, You know, I, I mean, best advice really is pay to get into the rooms with the people 
that are doing the things you want to do. Like I just talked to a buddy of mine, Doug Mitchell, and Doug just spent $40,000 on a mastermind. And I'm like, damn, dude, that's a lot of money to spend on a mastermind. He goes, yep. He goes, but I was in a room with these seven, eight, nine figure companies. I'm like, well done. He goes, yeah, but let me tell you, imposter syndrome was freaking real. He goes, because now I'm sitting around all these guys thinking, God, these guys are crushing it 10 times bigger than I was. You know, he goes, but three months in, I had like seven or eight of these companies as a client of mine. He goes, I didn't think they'd become a client. And I said, well, what are you doing for him? He said, well, I'm helping them build their sales teams. And I said, well, that makes sense. So he ran a solar company. It was a multi-million dollar solar company. But this dude built freaking sales teams for 13, 14 years. Mm -hmm. And when he got in with these millionaires to just level up himself, they learned that how many how much time he had building sales teams. And they literally just started asking him. They're like, could you come in and help me figure out how to build my sales team? And they did it enough times. He's like, damn, I'll just turn that into a company. And so when you get around the rooms of people who are doing the things that you want to do, you can't help but level up, even if it's by osmosis. Mm -hmm. But most times people are the biggest fish in the room, right? They're the, they're the top dog. And the bad thing about that is if you have a problem or issue that you're trying to figure out in your business and you're the biggest person in the room, you throw that issue out there. And people get sympathy for you. They're like, oh, that's so tough. I can't believe you're going through that, right? Because they don't have the solution to go through that. But if you're in a room with people that are doing things 10 times bigger than you are, and you say, I'm screwing up in this area, they're like, oh, well, just do this and this. And they'll save you two or three years of freaking uh, you know, heartache on you know what you should be doing in that moment. But misery loves company. So what we do is instead of going finding the people that are doing these amazing, great things and people are like, I ain't going to pay to be in that room. Well, en enjoy the lifestyle that that causes you. Right. But pay to get in those damn rooms because otherwise you're going to be getting a lot of advice from people who haven't done the things you're trying to through, haven't been through the things you've been through, you're trying to go through. And so you're going to get a lot of bad advice. One of the other things that I would tell you people is if you're around people that have never built a business, never tried to run a company, never done the whole entrepreneur thing, then only share the good stuff in your business. Because if you're around people who haven't done this and you start talking about, man, I lost a client or I'm not sure I'm going to hit payroll or whatever else may pop up, you're going to get that. Oh my God, why would you put yourself through that? Or why don't you go back and get a regular job? That sounds so stressful. I could never do that. And you get all this negative feedback, all this negative advice because it's coming from their own fear. And it's not bad advice. It's just not advice from somebody who's been through it. Mm -hmm. Right. So I know there was a lot to unpack in there, but you know, I, it I, all... I absolutely agree with that. Danny, where, uh, uh, Donnie, sorry, where do you, <clears throat> where do you yourself network if you're, kind of physically bound to the farm how do you do you physically go to these networking events or do you go online uh so most of my stuff is online um, but i do pay to go to other events conferences um masterminds you know um i look for things that are usually weekend based you know or two day three day i'm not going to do anything that's a couple week based because i'm not going to leave that burden on my wife to take care of the freaking farm yeah. um you know, it's, it's a lot of work taking care of this thing. So I do a ton of online. And I mean, 
it's amazing. You can go to Eventbrite, you can go to Meetup, you can Google Masterminds, and there is a ton of crap online that you can find. I mean, Success Champions is our peer groups, and they're all online. Our masterminds are all online champions table, right? So there is a lot of, of, of places that you can get in these rooms. But I will tell you, the biggest rooms are going to be in person. Great. So if people want to reach out to you, listen to your podcast, what's the best way to find you? So the podcast is called Growth Mode. You can find that wherever you listen to the podcast. Um, you can find me anywhere at... at just Google Donnie Bovine. I'm the only one in the world. D-O-N-N-I-E-B as in boy, O-I-V as in Victor, I-N. Um, and, and you know, the coolest thing that you guys can do is if you're still listening to this episode and you're still hanging out with me and Zarina, do me a favor. Take a screenshot of the two of us, whether you're listening to this on a podcast or you're watching this on a video, take a screenshot, put it on social media, tag both of us in there that you're listening to the show. And I promise I'll jump in and comment and say hello. But, you know, doing that lets Serena know that you're getting value out of the show and she needs to keep producing this type of content. So it'll really do a lot for her. And I'll make sure that I come in and pop in and say hello and share this out for her. I mean, having my own podcast, the toughest thing in the world to do is to build your audience. So if you get value out of this, whether it's this episode or any other episodes or any other content she puts out, man, leave a like, share it out to somebody. And every time you share this stuff out, it's literally like giving her a virtual hug and it'll mean the world to her. So find me at Donnie Bovine, wherever you are, go listen to Growth Mode and follow Zarina. Oh, thank you so much for the kind words. You're very welcome. <laughs> and for the shout out. Thanks so much. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I sometimes um, quite often miss to say it myself or to ask people to um, give a shoulder, but thank you very much. <laughs> You're very welcome. You're very welcome. Um, anything else that I missed asking you, Donnie, that you would like to share? I, I I thought we covered quite a lot. No, I think this was fun. I think this was fun. I I, I will. Only last thing I can add is if you really want to meet the dude in the mirror. And when I say dude, I mean guy, gal, doesn't matter. If you want to meet the dude in the mirror, build a business because you're going to find out what you're made of. You know, I don't think most people have truly challenged themselves in life. They've always kind of coasted by. If you really want to meet the dude in the mirror, go start a business. Stay with that business. Don't throw in the towel until that business finds some sort of success because most people just give up right before it starts giving good. Mm. So last thing I'll leave you with, babe, that, that, that's that's the biggest reward I've got out of building a business. It's the toughest thing I've ever done and the most rewarding thing I've ever done. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I concur to that. I'm just, uh, I just started rereading um, Think and Grow Rich. I had mm. read it 15 years ago. And I right. thought, and I just spoke to somebody on the podcast who was quoting um, parts no of this point. book. And I, and I thought, okay, I have to reread this again. <laughs> and uh, I started reading it. And actually, one of the first lessons is exactly what you're saying. It, it is go all in and burn the bridges behind. So it's it, it's basically leave no other options. Maybe it yep. will work out. If it doesn't work out, I'll go back to that or I'll do that. If anybody, I mean, this is the the, the mindset, the success mindset distilled from 500 people that Napoleon Hill had um, right. interviewed, but apparently that's the way to go. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if it's the smartest way, but it's the way I did it. Yeah. All right. Thanks so much. Absolutely. Thank you. 
I enjoyed it. Thank, Thank you for listening to Grow and Learn. We hope that you found our podcast informative, engaging, and inspiring. Our mission is to help you keep growing and learning, and we hope that our conversations and insights have provided you with practical advice and useful perspectives. If you're looking for personalized support and guidance to help you achieve your personal or professional growth objectives, I offer a range of services to help. As a trusted management partner and mentor, I work with businesses in the process of transformation, looking for new streams of business, as well as M&A. With an extensive professional network of experts and mentors, I can bring on board the right person or team based on the specific needs of the company I'm working with. To learn more about the services I offer and how I can help you achieve your goals, visit my website at growandlearn.org. You can also reach out to me via email or social media. I'd love to hear from you. And if you enjoyed this episode of Grow and Learn, please subscribe to our podcast and leave us a review. Your feedback is important to us and it helps us to continue to create content that is relevant and valuable to our listeners. Thanks again for listening and we look forward to sharing more insights and perspectives with you in the future.